How's everyone doing well? Thank you again, Ryland, for helping me with that. Um, God is good, amen? Amen. So uh, a lot of things going on in the life of the world. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a, um, the pandemic, you know, it's one of those words that I've always wanted to say. One year I took a group of about 45 or 50 youth to Lookout Mountain, Georgia, and I think we had a pandemic going on there because everyone got sick. And so, uh, uh, but in any case, we do know that what? The Lord is on his throne no matter what. And uh, he is what? Lord and Savior, right? And so that's what I wanted to talk to you for a few minutes that we had together today. Daryl always challenges me to go 45 minutes when I speak. So, you know, about 12, 15, we should be good. Just kidding. But he does challenge me with that. <laughs> um, but what I, you know, we have to believe, right? Believing is, is the core uh, to our faith, right? Our faith is what saves us. Our faith in what? The grace of Jesus Christ, the grace of the, that God gave to us. And so the word believe in Greek is pesteo. Say that with me, pesteo. Okay, and that word means to believe. It means to, also it means to be persuaded of, or uh, to place confidence in, to trust, uh, signifies in the sense of the word. So uh, be reliant on, um, not mere credence. So this word is not a noun. It's an action word, so it's a verb, right? And so if we are placing confidence in, if we are relying on uh, uh, trusting in Jesus Christ, not just giving him credence, but then when we do this, what do we do? We make him the Lord of our life, okay? And so the definition of Lord, I'm glad you asked, um, is someone or something having power, authority, or influence, a master or ruler, okay? So in, in, this, in the verses that we're going to read here in just a moment, um, there, there's, a, there's no hint of the concept of Jesus becoming our Savior now and then becoming our Lord at a later date. Basically, what, we're, what Paul is saying here, what we're going to look at, is that Jesus is just Lord, okay? And, and, and when you accept the offer of grace, it means you're all in. When you trust in that grace that God provides through Jesus Christ, you are all in. He saves us from sin and is the Lord of our life at the same time. This is something that we really need to understand and work towards. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll read our scripture. Lord God, thank you for your word. Thank you for providing for us each and every day. And Lord God, as we look at what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church of Philippi, that we can see that we need you to not just be our Savior, Father God, because we know that salvation is what we think about most, Lord. But we, we help us to be Christ-like and to make you Lord of our life, the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we think. Help us, Lord God, to follow the example of the Apostle Paul in this church in Philippi. And, Lord, we pray all this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So the Scripture is going to be on the screen. It's the book of e Ephesians. I'm sorry. The book of Philippi. Um, this is a Roman colony in Europe. Okay, one of the first churches, Paul created this church on his, one of his journeys. He's writing to them from Rome because he's in prison. So these people are not, these are Roman citizens that's come to Europe 
uh, because of the Roman colony, and they are believers. And so he's writing to people that are not actually citizens of where they are. Just that being said, he says in verse 12, Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on, I have not made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those who are mature, those of you, those of us who are mature think this way. And if any, if in If in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have obtained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keeping your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their bellies, and their glory in their and they glory in their own in their shame, My, with mindsets on earthly things. This is the verse coming up I want us to think about. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we wait, await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, whom will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So in this letter, we see Paul telling the church that he might not have it all together. He might not be perfect yet, but he's well on his way. He's well on his way because he knows that he's a failure. He knows that he's struggled, but he's going to continue to get up and fight to live a life for Christ each day. He made, he made Christ the Lord of his life by staying focused, and running the course. You know, we, we, we sometimes tr- stumble. We sometimes fall, right? But we got to stay the course. We got to continue, like Paul says. And so here's what he's saying. He's saying to his friends here in the church of Philippi, he's saying to them to do the same. He's telling them, don't be complacent in being saved. Christ wants to be Lord of your lives. Paul tells his friends that they're There's far more to life for us as Christ followers, okay? And so he says we are citizens of heaven. And when he said that to these people in the church of Philippi, they totally understood that they were not citizens of this Roman colony that they were in. And yet we are not citizens here. This is not God's intention for us to be here. You know, his intention was for us to be perfect righteous and holy, and because we jacked that up, he had to send Christ in the form of himself, perfect Savior, to come and rescue us. And so, you know, um, we're waiting for this arrival of the Savior, aren't we? We're waiting. The Master, Jesus Christ, who, who will transform what? Our earthly bodies into glorious bodies like his own. I mean, that's a, that's a good promise to me. I don't know about you, but I'm thinking I might have a little bit of hair. I don't know. But if I do, I'm going to be excited. There'll be something to comb once in a while. Um, but, you know, to be, I can't imagine to think about what a glorious body of Christ looks like. Wow. You know, so all of Scripture gives us a clear message. 
Here's the clear message that Scripture gives us. God is God, and we are not. Okay? God is God, and we are not, and we must realign ourselves with him. Okay? We must renounce the, the lordship of self, which is easy for us to do. I like to be lord of my life. I like to decide what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it, when I'm going to do it, how I live, because it's my life, right? But we got to renounce that. It's not my life when I accept that free gift of grace by Jesus Christ. It no longer is my life. It is his life. And so I need to renounce that and assert the lordship of the true God, okay? We, 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 uh, this, is, this is found in both Old Testament and New Testament. So think about the many words that was told to the, the nation of Israel from Yahweh uh, uh, about this. Israel was a, a saved people to be set apart. You know the story, right? This is what God, he set these people of his own to be set apart um, to go and tell the rest of the world about him, the true God, because the rest of the world at the time was worshiping many gods, okay? And so um, he set the, the nation of Israel apart, and he devoted exclusively, to be devoted exclusively to the one true God, putting away all idols, false god is a consistent theme we can see in the Old Testament. Consistently we see where God's talking about false gods and, and idols that are being worshipped all throughout the Old Testament. Um, and, you know, if the Israelites didn't consider God as Lord of their lives, they might have well have just served Yahweh and Baal, right? You know, because the, the main thing is to be forgiven, right? To be saved. But what about the first commandment? What's the first commandment say? You shall have no other God before me. This is the first commandment. You shall have no other God before me. So the very heart of it is the battle of lordship. The Lord wants to be Lord of our lives. Not just come and save us from ourselves, but he wants us to be Lord. He wants to be Lord of our life on a daily basis. So, will the true and living God be the Lord of your life? Will he be your boss? Or will someone else or something else be that for you? Like I said, the very first commandment forming the basis for all others has to do with lordship. Look in the book of Joshua. We can find uh, Joshua told the Israelites in chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. It says, Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him sincerely and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the, the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if, I, and if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites whose land you dwell. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So real salvation always entails repentance and turning from sin and, and self to God, okay? So in the same way, Christ as Savior cannot be separated from Christ as Lord. He is our Lord no matter what. I mean, the Lordship of Christ is complained complained, <laughs> is uh, proclaimed throughout the New Testament. Uh, it's the major theme from the book of Matthew all the way to the book of Revelation. This is the theme that, that Jesus wants to be Lord of our lives. 
In Acts chapter 16, this is where Paul was actually writing to the church in Philippi. We've heard of the Roman uh, centurion, the the jailer that gave his life, the the slave girl, Lydia from Thyatira from Asia. She was there worshiping God. And so Paul was writing to this church in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, and he finds this call to conversion. It says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Notice it's not saying, it's not having nice feelings about the man Jesus, but a firm belief, okay? That's a commitment, a reliant on uh, the Lord. Are we relying on the Lord in our lives? Am I relying on him to be the Lord of my life? When Christ is Lord of our lives, we, I mean, he should influence every part of our life. Our families, our jobs, our social lives, our, our school life, our church life. I mean, this should be evident among all. People should look at us and go, wow, they're different. They're, there's something different about them. I mean, if I've always heard, I've heard this said that if I have to tell someone that I'm a Christian, then I'm probably not being very Christ-like. Someone shouldn't have to say, hey, are you a Christian? They should just know by the way I act, by how I talk, by who I am. Okay, And so it's very important that we understand that, that we are reliant on Christ. When Christ is the Lord of our life, all things should be okay. You know, Pleasing God and living before his face is seeking his will in situations and decisions, whether they're big or small. Whether, no matter what we're doing, we should seek the Lord first. It's very important. Um, pleasing God. He wants us to be, he wants us to look to him as Lord. Think about this for a minute. I know um, there's no doubt that we should be uh, saving money for our retirement one day, building up a 401k, you know, working toward being debt-free. Obviously, the Bible tells us that we are to be good stewards of what God has given us. Amen? Right. Okay, but nowhere in the Bible uh, planning for the future on earth is not in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible does it say plan, save a hundred rolls of toilet paper. You know, it doesn't say that. And in Matthew chapter 6, 19 and 21, it look, it says, Do not lay up your lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, this is the best part of that verse, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also, where you will be also. So, like I said, should we be collecting the 100 rolls of toilet paper for ourselves to be prepared so when we're locked in our house for a couple of weeks? Or... Should we be spending our time and our money on other resources to help those who are in adversely affected areas? Helping in them in their situation. I mean, if we believe in the gospel, the birth, the crucifixion, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus, then Christ is Lord of your life. Okay? And so, here's the thing. You can't make him Lord of your life. He just is. Okay? Uh, He is the Lord of everything. And, and if you don't believe me, look at Romans chapters 10, verse 12. 
Jesus is the Lord of everything. There cannot be any other lords or gods or idols, no matter how they look in the present day. You know, when Christ is the Lord of your life, I think there's three things that we need to give up control of in our lives. There's probably more, but we've got three. Any more than three is too much for me. Jesus, not you, decides where you go. Jesus, not you, decides the price you have to pay. Jesus, not you, decides the person you will become. I mean, I think there's a little bit, there's enough ego in each of us to want to be in control. And that part of us must be crucified daily. Daily. I mean, you know, if there is a little bit of breath in your ego, um, it's going to rise up and fight for that control. It's just the way it is. It's the way we are because of sin. Look again in Matthew 13, 14 and uh, I'm sorry, Matthew 13, 45 and 46, it says, Again, the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> I love it when Jesus used these parables. He said, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one of, the, one of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Notice the words, all that he had. I mean, to that guy, to this person, If you want to know the cost of making Jesus Lord of your life, what's it going to cost? All that you have. It's going to cost all that you have. I mean, this man valued that pearl so much that he considered it worth any price he had to pay. Didn't matter how much it was, it's just all I got, and there there it is. If I had more, you'd have that too, because it was so worth it. You know, and I believe that as Christ followers... We should highly value Christ. Amen? We should value who he is and what he is. Christ is the biggest and most important thing in the universe. And yet people, including us, commonly walk around without the thought of him at all. I mean, it's for this reason that living for Christ is so important because the world and many Christians miss out on seeing Christ and truly knowing his magnificence. I mean, because we're supposed to make him known, aren't we? That's our job as Christians, to make him known, to be showing others that he is the Lord of my life, of our lives. I mean, we should, that, that, that should be our passion and our desire in life, to make him known to those around us. I mean, you and I need to see Christ as Lord of our lives. Now, I'm not saying that our actions make us better Christians or or better than others, but by letting the Lord lead our thoughts and our actions, we are in a better headspace to glorify Him. Now, I don't know about you, and I'm pretty sure you're in the same boat as I am, but we're all in our head, aren't we? We're always talking to ourselves. We're always thinking this or thinking that, and, and I know some of you actually talk to yourselves out loud, and you look kind of funny, because I'm like, who are you talking to? Oh, well, you know, you make things up. But we're always talking to ourselves. We're always asking ourselves things if we're doing right, if, 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 if this is what uh, I should be doing. And, you know, for me, 
driving around town sometimes is a struggle because I feel like I'm a pretty good driver. I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable of the rules of the road. And when I pull up to a two-way stop and I'm the one stopped and the person that shouldn't stop, like maybe Taxi Lobo uh, or Taxi Martinez, one of them, maybe, maybe they stop and they shouldn't be stopped and they motion for me to go. Literally happened the other day. I pull up right there in front of the live oak to turn to my house. It's not the live oak no more. It's the salon place. But anyway, my entire life it was a live oak, sorry. Uh, I pull up there, and I'm turning left, and here she's coming south. You know, she's headed north. She stops and says like this. I'm like, I just sat there. I mean, I almost went ahead and went, and I'm like, nope. I'm going to be, I blame it on Ronnie Long. I'm going to blame it on my dad. I'm going to be Ronnie Long right now. And I just sat there having bad thoughts about this lady. And when she went by, she, I mean, I don't know, she probably shouldn't be driving. But, you know, God should be Lord of my life and my thoughts. And so I immediately went, you know, she can't help it. But, you know, I need to pray for, for those situations. Maybe she has no clue who the Lord is. You know, I, I don't know that I could actually show the Lord to her at that moment because we were in different cars going different ways. I'm just being transparent with you. We're always thinking in our heads. But see, my thoughts can be ruled by the Lord, amen? And that's what's going to make me better at being a Christian, better at allowing the Lord to be Lord of my life. Each day our lives are filled with opportunities to, to act that as Christ would. And I want us to be passionate about this. And so here's the challenge that I have for you today, church. My challenge is that I challenge you not just know that Christ is Lord of your life, but to live it out. Let's, let us live it out. You've heard the phrase intentional living. We're supposed to be practicing intentional social separation right now, right? And you know, that's easy for some of you because you don't really like to be around other people and that's weird because we were created to be in relationships. But in any case, uh, uh, we're supposed to be we practice intentional living, intentional living for Jesus. So I challenge you to live each minute of your life intentionally to glorify God, intentionally. If you have a bad thought, as Preston shared with you, uh, say, Christ, you are the Lord of my life. Take away this thought. Replace it with a positive, something positive. It's not always easy. I'll admit it. But it's possible. And the more I become practicing in it, what's going to happen? We know how habits form. If you, if you continue to do it enough, it'll just be natured for you. And then I won't have those thoughts. And, you know, I've only been walking with the Lord for about 12, 13 years now. And so I had like 38 years of practice of walking for myself. And so that still comes up, you know. It still, it still becomes a part of my life, and I, I'm pushing it back. But like Paul said, I'm not perfect, but I'm working toward perfection because I want to live a life that's sold out for Christ. I want people to look at me and say, whoa, something's different about him. I don't want people to look. I pray every morning. I promise you I pray every morning. Lord, use me today, and don't let Satan use me. Because I know that Satan can easily use me. And I do not want that. Especially in my position now. I want to be used by God. And so the challenge is, let God 
use us. I mean, if you have a disappointment, or maybe, maybe you're disappointed, maybe you have a disagreement with your wife. Say, Christ, you are the Lord of my life. Let me show grace and mercy and take away the control to be right all the time. This is not easy, but by trusting not on our own ability, but placing our trust in Christ and remembering that He is Lord, Christ will be glorified. Christ will be glorified. So each day, our lives are filled with opportunities to glorify God. There's the challenge. Find a way to let that happen in your life. Some may see insignificant, say that, uh, see, some may seem insignificant of the day, but only God gets to determine that. We have every opportunity. Let's, let's take it and use it for the glory of God. Let me close this with uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, Bob Goff. He quotes and he says this, The way we deal with uncertainty says a lot about whether Jesus is ahead of us leading or, just be, or behind us just carrying our stuff. You know, God is good, right? I mean, he provides for us each and every day. And I know that there's a big scare going on. It's serious stuff, you know. And, and, and we as a nation are taking the precautionary things to help the situation, amen? But God is still in control. No matter what we think, no matter what we see, no matter what we know is going on, we know we're not citizens here. This is not our final place. And I want to be more like Paul each and every day of my life. I know I'm not perfect, but I'm working toward perfection because he who lives in me is perfect, righteous, and holy. And because of what the cross stands for and what that empty tomb revealed is I too will die, but I too will live. Amen? And so that's a, what a promise we have in God. So no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, just remember, Jesus is Savior, but we need to make him Lord also so that we can be effective for the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Father, we th- love you. We thank you, Lord, for loving us. And, Lord, we just, we just thank you in advance, Lord God, for, for using us to glorify your kingdom. Father, we know that it's not always easy to make you Lord of our life and our thoughts, the way we talk to people, the way we conduct ourselves in front of others. Lord, help us to to make you, help us to let you rule our life. Lord, you're not just Savior and Lord at a later date. You are Savior and Lord today. Thank you for that promise. Use us, Lord God, to bring glory to your kingdom and not ourselves. For it's in Christ's name that we pray, our Savior and Lord. And all God's children said, Amen.